0: Hi! Welcome to a podcast of Smut and Dragons, where two MILFs talk about books that have dragons, smut, and sometimes, both. Please note that neither of these MILFs claim to be experts in literature, but we are experts on vibes. We may occasionally spoil an extremely minor plot point, but we'll keep it to the first few chapters. Honestly, if it really bothers you that much, are you okay? Is everything alright at home? You can tell us, Bestie. We love you. Oh wow. Maybe this is the episode that we just, without saying anything, just do it in a different accent. <laughs> <laughs> what, right. what if what if a podcast of Smut and Dragons, the Bluey edition, and then we just did it
1: Australian the whole time? I yeah, we could. I mean, sorry, I didn't have a good comeback for that. We don't have to. I don't think we should. (laughs) I don't think it's a good idea. I think our our listeners, if I could speak to the listeners for a moment, um, you'd probably like to hear us saying um, some other kind of accent instead of a... Instead of an Australian one? Instead of this one. They're probably tired of it. I'll never get tired of it. I'll well, love it. No. Well, <laughs> <Or> no. <laughs> I'm not tired of it, but they might be. Of course, they might be tired of, <laughs> of, be tired tired of a lot of things. They might be tired of us repeating each other. Interrupting each
0: other interrupting Mostly each me. Other. It's mostly me that does the interrupting, I feel like.
1: Um, what else might they be tired of? Uh, this. <laughs> 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 My smart little voice we and my little it. thing I say We've, before I say something smart. We both do
0: it. So <laughs> it's like it's like a precursor to speaking, you must it's make nice the sound. I must make the little I didn't, sound. I didn't know that either of us did it until editing a podcast of us speaking for a long time. Yeah. Um
1: anyway. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to repaired character smart and dragons. <laughs>
0: Maggie, if you didn't understand her uh, fucking simlish. They that. knew.
1: <laughs> they knew who I was.
0: And Jillian, this is me. Um, and welcome to Podcast of Smut and Dragons, where we talk about books sometimes.
1: Yes, Um, just wanted to reiterate real quick, um, we have gotten some great little... We've gotten one great little fan mail. Um I'd love to hear more from our listeners everybody. A podcast of Smut and Dragons at gmail.com. Yeah. Email us and just like what do you think of the Barbie movie? Like yeah. or what do you think what do you think of our episode? What do you think of the Barbie movie? Did you see Oppenheimer? Is it was it like a moral? I don't care about that issue. So much. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Nate was trying to explain the plot to me, and I was like, yeah, wow, f- physics and stuff. It's so yeah, cool. physics
0: and stuff. Yeah. The atom bomb. Yeah. Glorifying a man who who built a thing that destroyed the lives of sure. thousands of people in Japan that, and also, you know, irradiated a bunch of native <clears throat> people in, sure. in Mexico because they decided to test it there because no yeah. one lives there. More yeah. people do live there, and then... They all got leukemia. Yeah.
1: Um, So wow. (laughs) I didn't know. Great job, Chris Nolan. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, buddy. (laughs) Um, but Killian Murphy is a sickly, is a sickly little man that could do anything you wanted to me. He's a sickly
0: little Victorian man (laughs) with consumption, (laughs) and I'll tell you what I can consume. (laughs)
1: best one I've heard yet I think that was really good Mm. um better than the rake joke better than the (laughs) rake joke that was that was out of nowhere and it was so good it was out of nowhere it was uncalled for (laughs) it was so good um anyway so what colors do you want we've got our little we have to stretchy string string. okay
0: we have to um, divvy out our little stretchy fidgets and maybe Maggie won't get them stuck in her hair
1: today. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, cool. So you want to do rock, paper, scissors? Uh, yeah, we can do rock, We're going to talk about books today. Oh, but I was going to say, uh, also leave a review, guys.
0: Yeah, uh, leave Please a review. leave
1: us a review. I'd love to um, get our traffic out there. Get more traffic on our account. Yeah. Please um, inflate my ego. Inflate my ego. Tell me how sexy and cool I sound and yeah. smart and hot and all that yeah. so yeah do that all right rock paper scissors okay rock paper scissors rock paper scissors shoot i win. I did i couldn't resist the
0: pull of this of the
1: scissor today you you did the pull of the scissor that's okay yeah um so so my book that i'm gonna talk about today is, is spoiler alert Whoa. by olivia dade oh my god I had texted you about this because I thought, Jillian, how fun would it be if we did a tandem read? No, you did text me about this. And then I read it in like a day (laughs) because I couldn't wait. Period. Um, And it's okay because so this is a um, this is obviously from the cover. We have uh, a very handsome man in like uh, kind of a Roman regalia, maybe. Kind yeah, of, something, some sort of armor, like, ceremonial-looking armor. Looking looking thing. armor. Uh, embracing and about to kiss a very curvy, redheaded woman. So, this is a uh, plus-size heroine. Love
0: that.
1: Um, And I will tell you more. So, okay, thank you. we have... That is what this podcast is about. <laughs> that is what this podcast is about. So, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Um, So... This is April and Marcus. So April is a geologist. And she loves to get, dig under the surface to find what's underneath the surface. Like rocks. (laughs) Like rocks and shit. (laughs) So that's her whole job is she does that. But she often has to dig in the dirt and it's not a very sexy job. Hell yeah. Um, But... She's very, very smart. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing that she really loves outside of her job is her fan fiction account for the show Gods of the Gates. Stop. (laughs) She is a huge fan. Um, fan fiction writer for this one particular server called, um, the Lavinia server, which is Lavinia and Aeneas, which are these, Aeneas is like the lead in Gods of the Gate. Sure. And Lavinia is his wife. Okay. And everybody's like. We love them. And in love with them. And this is a whole server dedicated to their relationship. So she is, um, uh, I can't remember her account name but point is she's a very prominent fan fiction writer under this particular server uh gods of the gates is a very like game of thrones-esque type show all built around like roman mythology and it is like huge it's got like You know, sex scenes and hot actors and like an HBO Roman mythology. It is it is a huge show and everyone's obsessed with it and it has tons of fan fiction and all of that. So April was really really loves her fan fiction that she writes for it. Um, She is starting a new job and she's like, I she's no longer going to be out digging and all of that so she wants she's going now to like a more corporate setting Ooh. and she's like I'm gonna have new co-workers and you know what I'm gonna stop hiding all of my things that I normally do. And I'm going to be very open about what I like. I'm going to be very open about the fact that I do cosplay. I'm going to embrace my cringe. She's going to embrace her cringe, basically. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to be open about the fact that I love cosplay and I love fan fiction and I love this show to a level that is probably unhealthy. Um, and I'm going to post uh, pictures of myself in my full costume on Twitter. Yeah. Um she has a Twitter account that is like Lavinia's Five Ever or whatever, and they the the show was asking for cosplay costumes. Ooh. She posts a picture of her full body. Normally, she like cuts her face out so so she can remain mm. anonymous. Right. But she does a full picture in her Lavinia costume, and it goes viral. <gasps> And people are like, oh, my God, I love this idea of plus size Lavinia. She's perfect. Oh, my God, this woman is amazing. All of this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and, but she also gets a lot of, like, trolls. Right. Of course, that of course. are, like, you know, saying really mean things and it's awful. And she, what I love about April is, like, this entire book leading up to the start of the book, she's, like, the whole time she's, like, I'm not really, like... Honestly, like I I can just block those people. like it's not gonna bother yeah. me that they don't like the way my body looks because sure. I love the way my body looks and I'm right. happy with it. And that's really nice to have that representation of a woman that's just like, I'm happy with my it's, body.
0: It's really nice in a plus size romance when like the you like the male love interest needs to constantly like reassure and like is building the confidence from scratch yeah of the plus size heroin it's fun when they don't have to do that when they don't and then, have to and when fat women can just like like themselves without yeah. a man saying that yeah they are allowed to and she
1: fully is which i love and she fully <laughs> is that woman she said it, and, and it's taken a little while for her yeah. But she's this is another thing. The Marcus and um April are like late thirties. Marcus is almost forty. I love that. So they're later in life adults. Not later in life adults. They're like yeah. late thirties. Anyway, they're adults, adults. They're not adult adults. Not children adults. Anyway, so we cut to Marcus. Yeah. Marcus is plays Aeneas on Gods of the Gates. Of course, I knew it. He is the actor. (laughs) I knew it. He's the lead actor. He is also (laughs) under the Lavinia server as a fan fiction writer. No, he's not! (laughs) (laughs) Anonymously!
0: (laughs) He's anonymously under. This man has dedicated so much of his life
1: to this show. He loves this show so much. And he has recently been very upset with the way the writers have gone, the direction they've gone with the show. Can you imagine if like, if if, like, if, 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 wait wait i
0: realized as soon as i was about to say this that i was like it's plausible if henry cavill was writing witcher fan fiction 100 <laughs> percent.
1: you know that man is writing witcher fan fiction you know like, he's out here doing as, it as soon
0: as i all as i started to say it i was like no actually that is plot that was, is canon
1: I, and we just have to find that's it that's
0: very plausible like like Henry Cavill absolutely has an Ao3 account, a hundred percent,
1: and he's rewriting seasons that are upcoming, a hundred percent, a
0: hundred percent. So yeah.
1: anyway, this is this is Marcus. So he is fi- he he just the book re- opens with him just rapping on his final scene for the final season, and he is like, "This is a shit show. The fans are gonna hate this." Mm. Um,
0: so like a Game of Thrones
1: ending, kind of a Game of Thrones ending for sure. Yeah, the problem is. He, as an actor, has signed a contract. He can't share his opinion on the writing of the show. So the fact that he has a fan fiction account where he's openly criticizing the writing is hugely illegal. And if is- anyone ever found out, his career that he's built for 20 years would be in jeopardy. Yike. So anyway, but he has this account. And he always talks about this particular person that he mes- he's he been messaging back and forth for two years. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) who they've been like beta reading each other's stuff and like oh my god they've been messaging back and forth and they complain about the show together but they have this like friendship that's turned that's like also they look forward to reading each other's messages and it's but it's anonymous so they don't know who each other is (laughs) i'm sure you can only guess (laughs) anyway so marcus um Marcus is over here just, like, writing his fan fiction. Um, He is dyslexic, so he mostly (sighs) writes it, like, he writes it, writes it, writes it, and then he'll have his computer, like, read it back to him because he, Mm -hmm. you know, he has spelling errors and stuff like that. So, but it's fine. Right. It's his thing. He's found a way to work around it. He's good. He's found a way to work around it. The thing about Marcus is that um, he, how do I explain this? I struggled with Marcus for a bit. Okay. At first, he really got on my nerves. Oh, no. Because he has a specific personality that he, a persona mm-hmm. that he puts forth to the media and also to like the people he works with. Mm-hmm. A lot of this book, there's like a very <clears throat> consistent theme of like authenticity, right? Being authentic and true to yourself. April has no issues with that from the get go. Mm-hmm. But Marcus part of the reason he he like puts forth this he calls it his golden retriever persona right. which is kind of this dumb jock that just talks about his workout himbo. routines himbo yeah. guy but like just like not not very d- deep and yeah. not very smart yeah um and he puts forth that personality um and there you don't really find out the reasons at first he just kind of is like constantly talking about i need to control the narrative right but then he has this whole like in-depth deep dive fan fiction account where he's like writing about deep themes and struggles and angst and all the stuff about this character that he plays so marcus got on my nerves because i was like what's what is your deal like you're Mm -hmm. he's even doing this role doing a role with his parents he's putting up a persona with his parents Mm -hmm. and he's doing a persona with his um like The cast, like his co workers, and and all of this stuff. And I'm like, what is your deal? Like, why can't you just be yourself? Like, this is kind of annoying and over the top. And as it developed, (sighs) as the story developed, I said, oh no, cue the Taylor Swift song because the problem is me. And I went, oh, no, the reason I don't like Marcus is because he does what I do and did in the past. Oh, no. Oh, no. There were so many instances. He's such a good actor because he's so good at, like, masking his (laughs) neurodivergency and masking, like, he doesn't know how to be a person because he's always, like, putting up a persona around everybody. He knows how to pretend to be a person. He knows how to pretend to be a person. <laughs> and I'm reading it going, like, what's wrong with you? And then I'm like, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with him is Damn what's it. wrong with
1: me. Next thing you know, I'm sobbing and crying over his, like, final reveal over, like, why he, like, does what he does. And there's a part where he's like, you know... <sighs> There's just a point where like I'm around people and I don't know what role to play and I'm like <laughs> wow <laughs> mm, that's ouchy cool. <laughs> <Ouchie. laughs> um yeah that was um so so yeah there was um 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 yeah no Marcus um is me and I was very upset to find, that, find out. that out <laughs> um, oh no me. So, <laughs> So, yeah. Wow, I hate
0: this fucking guy. So anyway so <laughs> I hate this
1: fucking guy. So that's Marcus's deal. Um, anyway, so April posts this photo of her Lavinia costume, mm-hmm. and Marcus gets a tweet about it because he follows Gods of the Gates and all of that stuff, and he sees right. that like this particular this particular woman in this beautiful Lavinia costume goes viral, and he's like, "Oh yeah, she looks great." Blah blah blah, and he sees all of these trolls. And he's like fuck that fuck (laughs) these trolls so he gets up there and he's like you know what i'm so over these dudes this is such bullshit that this woman is getting treated like this so he like asks her and he's like you look amazing you want to meet for a date (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) And she's like, what? <laughs> she's like, mm, wait a minute.
0: Wait wait, 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 So she
1: DMs him and she's like, hey, that's so sweet of you. You don't have to um, do that. Like, I appreciate yeah. you, but like, you don't have to ask me on a date. Like, it, uh, the fact that you even saw my picture, that's really cool. Yeah. Thank you. And he's like, I'm serious. Um, where do you want to meet? And she's like, um, okay. So they meet For dinner, they actually meet on a date, and he and she the whole time is like he's obviously extremely hot and beautiful, right? Um, but like I've seen his interviews, like I don't know that I would actually like like him, like him because he just talks about his gym workouts and stuff, and that's very like triggering for her, Um, right? cuz a lot of people a lot of previous boyfriends have made her tried, tried, to, tried to get it. her to work out and all of that stuff. So she's like I'll just see what happens. So she goes on this date and they start talking and immediately she like sees through this persona that he's putting on. Right. She's like, "Oh, he's fucking faking it." Cuz he was like messaging her and using like, you know, advanced vocabulary and like doing all this his stuff his vibes were different in the messages his vibes when were different in, in the in messages person. and then he she was like did <im> do, does anyone else handle your meet- social media for you he's like no it's me and she's like okay and then she starts uncovering some of his stuff and he's like shit she's on to me <laughs> <laughs> And so, and, and because she's on to him, he's like, "Oh my god, I like this girl." Wait a minute, and then you know they're Me, having.
0: She three. She sees through my ruse. <laughs> she
1: sees through my little ruse. And then by the end of it, the end of the date, he's like, "I really like this girl." Wait, she's really beautiful. Like, I really like her. All of this stuff. And then he's like, "How did you get into cosplay?" All of this stuff. She's like, "Oh well." okay, this is embarrassing, but I am an actual like, like a fan fiction writer and I write under the server, you know, this, this, this. And he's like, because <laughs> it's the person that he's been messaging for like two years. He realizes that he's like her. kind of in love with because she's so cool and all oh of this stuff. God. And he's like, oh no, but he can't. Oh, fuck. I fell in love with this bitch twice. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, well, I can't tell her that I write fan fiction. I can't tell her that that's who I am. I can't tell her that that's who I am for a lot of reasons. A lot of legal reasons. A lot of legal reasons. But I really want to see this girl. So they have they continue they continue to date with that information. Uh, th- this feels like a lot of animes oh my god is it mashed together <laughs> but it's it's so good and i love that so the part that really um the obviously the part of where marcus is like i don't know what role to play i was like okay well that that hurt my soul um to <laughs> have that realization the the other thing that is like marcus's parents are like academics mm. and they are so and he was dyslexic and they're extremely smart and it was just like feeling and this was back during the time where dyslexia wasn't as well known so they're right. like we're failures as parents because this kid is like can't read can't freaking read <laughs> yeah. and then you know you've got and then april's parents are like her, her dad is like an asshole salesman and all he cares about is like Looks and personality, and her mom was an almond mom, right? And so, like, you've got this this dynamic of like they have serious parental issues, the two of them. Yeah. So, what I really liked, doesn't through, everyone in their late
0: thirties, <sighs> doesn't everyone, yeah, <laughs> have serious parental issues? Yeah, let's be like specifically that age group. Yeah, <laughs> like all of them do. Well, and that
1: was what was so interesting is I was like, this guy, like. I, I feel like people would be kind of over this by now. But then I realize I'm like, they're at an age where like, yeah, I'm going to I'm ready to cut my parents off. Yeah, like, this is the, it. It,
0: this, it has reached the point where I am ready to make that
1: final <laughs> I'm call. ready to make that change. Um, what I did really like with, in their relationship dynamic was they always like they had serious flaws because of their triggers and trauma and all that stuff. And you're going to get that with a contemporary romance, especially, um, there would be moments where like April wouldn't communicate with Marcus about like her triggers and she would let him walk into one, you know, Mm -hmm. no waiting for him to say the wrong thing. But then it shows her going, taking space away from him and reflecting and realizing i didn't really tell him that right that's not fair there was a lot of that there's a lot of marcus realizing oh shit that's not what she needed in the moment and i fucked up yeah you know and it's and it's a lot of really nice like healthy reflecting in a realistic way because we all do that stuff in relationships right (sighs) Oh my god, the spice. I hope so. <laughs> the spice was like when I tell you, there was a moment I don't want to give too much away, but when he's when he's describing he's running his hands over the mound of her stomach and he's running his fingers along the silvery pink stretch marks, I was like, oh oh uh, <laughs> It was so it was cinema it, <laughs> in my mind, it was, cinema. it was cinema it was it was the Oscars. These are the nominees. best A, picture. It was best picture. It was the it was. best picture. It was best picture in my mind. It was beautiful. That is what I want to read that yeah. stuff, that shit right there. Yeah. Oh, my God. And the amount of times that he's like, I'm going to show her fully and without, like, any hesitation how much I love her body. Period. I'm going to like, bury myself inside her and on her and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's
0: Cindy. Like Eros and Electric Idol. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs>
1: Oh uh, anyway, so um one of these days we need to talk about Katie Roberts. <laughs> we just need to do a full Katie Robert. We episode. really do. If y'all aren't on the Katie Robert train, what are you doing? Choo-choo, you choo choo. You need the- to get you need to hop on Here that we caboose. Go. Um so three peppers. This was a uh, this was a four stars for me. Mm-hmm. Um because there is a third third act breakup. Um, it's is pretty understandable. <laughs> it is devastating the third act break, bu- oh, breakup. No, no, I'm not no. gonna lie, I was devastated. Pain. It was very much painful. <laughs> um, and if you're anything like me, uh, maybe you're you've been masking autistic your whole life. I don't know, um, but you're not gonna like it either. It's gonna be very self reflecting. Oh um, no! But yeah, it's fine. It's cool. We're we're past it. We're doing this podcast now, you know? So, like. Yeah. <laughs> Jillian's like looking at me like with a cringe face. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Is it okay. I'm fine. <laughs> Is it okay? We're fine. I'm great. I'm totally I'm t- Everything's cool. totally
0: fine. I thought I was going to read like this really cute little book about,
1: you know. Two fan fiction writers. Two fan
0: fiction writers. And, and then, then I, I just, just got severely called out.
1: <laughs> I got called out by a male character by a man <laughs> which was very upsetting um but yeah um i this book four out of 5 stars mm-hmm. uh three peppers there uh, the plot well i don't know i mean there's definitely like a good couple of spice scenes but what is three peppers where like there would be There would be a plot without the spice, but it's definitely, it's integral to the plot.
0: Yeah, I'm, I think Three Peppers was like, there's a couple of spice scenes. Okay, then yeah. But mostly tension and Okay, this is, this is three, this is solid Three Peppers. Sure. Like, I don't, did you, you ever read Love Hypothesis? No. That book for is like the benchmark of three peppers in my brain Mm -hmm. two and a half to three because it's like there's a lot of tension and there's a lot of romance and there's a lot of plot and then there's one good spice scene yeah um that is the benchmark in my brain
1: okay (coughs) (coughs) anyway well that was spoiler alert by olivia dade heard i loved it the oh oh i didn't mention this all throughout, interspersed between the chapters are the fan fiction posts or the messages between each other that they would do and all of their fanfiction posts, sometimes in response to like whatever happened in the previous chapter. Ooh. And it's so fun. I love that. So yeah. So yeah.
0: So, okay. What
1: did you bring, Jillian? So what I
0: have today, so we just, I just came back from the beach. You did. And the beach is prime cartoon cover romance um, yeah. time, Hell right? Yeah. So I like mainlined this series at the beach. I read like seven or something books <laughs> while I was at oh the beach. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, I like mainlined this series by Stephanie Archer. The one that I liked the best was like the second one, but I liked all four of them and it's okay. a completed series. So I'm just going to talk about it as... okay. A series to kind of give the vibe of what this is. Okay. So it's the, I believe it's the Queen's Cove series, is what the okay. group of the four of them is called. It starts with that kind of guy and then the wrong Mr. Right and then in your dreams, Holden Roads and then Finn Roads forever or something. The series follows this set of four brothers. Okay. That live in a small town, small little island like beach town in. Uh, Canada okay I love that um
1: setting.
0: yeah like kind of like think like Mackinac Island like yeah. small town like uh like vacation goer scene but like very slow during the year yeah. like kind of thing <clears throat> it's these four four brothers they don't have a sister they're their mom they like know everybody in town they all went to school together like everybody knows everybody kind of place okay right the first book, it kind of goes in age order of the boys. Okay. <laughs> um. The first book is the eldest brother, Emmett. Okay. <laughs> it, the the first one is the eldest brother Emmett. Okay. Um. Who is? He owns a construction company with the third brother. He does more of the business stuff. He has like an MBA, and then Ooh. like the the third oldest brother, or the third brother in the line of four um does more of the like construction side of the business it's very successful they've made a lot of money off of this business yeah and um at the beginning of the book his very best friend from growing up has had to move to the mainland like to vancouver or something like a bigger city Mm. because his daughter is like really sick and requires like like a CPAP machine and other stuff and their electrical grid is just not reliable. They have a lot of power outages, Mm. especially in like the fall and winter when there's like a lot of storms and it knocks trees down, locks power lines down. And he goes to the governor or the mayor or whatever it is. And he's like, hey, like, what are we going to do about the power grid? And he's like, can't do anything about it. (laughs) and Emmett's like that's bullshit like he's spending all this money on like all this other stuff and like the power grid affects everybody it affects businesses and and it affects all these all this stuff but he won't do anything about it he doesn't even like hear anything in hearings or anything you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna run for mayor (gasps) and beat his ass out so that I can yeah, fix the power will. grid so that my best friend and his family can move back. Yeah, you will. Because they didn't want to leave. They don't want to live in a big city. Yeah. But they had to.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so he's doing that. Cut to Avery. She's a manager at like the fine dining restaurant in okay. the, uh, in the town. She has always had this dream of owning this restaurant one day when the current owner, you know, is old enough and wants to retire and not worry about it anymore. Um, And she's held that dream for a while. She is not expecting this to happen within the next few years. But then the owner comes to her and she's like, hey... I know that I wasn't going to do this for like another few years, but it's I really want to move to the city to be closer to my daughter and her kids because she just had like a baby and and I'm going to sell. And Avery's like, who are you going to sell to? And she's like, well, I'll sell it to you if you want it. Oh. But it's early, a few years earlier than she was expecting it to come. So when she goes to the bank to try to get a business loan mm. to buy this restaurant, they will not approve her for the loan without a co Oh. And Emmett is checking his poll numbers and he's not getting the numbers in the polls that he Mm. needs to be able to beat the mayor. And he's talking to his assistant. He's like, why is this the way it is? And it's like, well, everyone sees you as, like, a player and, like, a playboy and, like, (gasps) you're just running around town. Like, if you settled down, it'd probably make you look better. Wait, what? (laughs) Are they (laughs) Oh, no. And, And so he's at the restaurant. Meanwhile, you know, like, she... Has always seen him as kind of like a schmoozer and uh-huh. like has never liked him because he kind of gives this vibe of being like very schmoozy and like charismatic but in like a fake way oh. and and he's like I'm just charisma man and she's like fuck you and he's like listen I need someone to be my my like long-term girlfriend <gasps> for pretend so oh that no. and then we can break up after the election is over fake <laughs> dating and <laughs> and if and if you do it, I'll co-sign your loan. Holy because shit. I am a millionaire. <laughs> Holy shit. And I'll co-sign your loan so you could buy the restaurant. And she, at first she's like, "No, that's a stupid idea." And then she's like, "Fuck.
1: <laughs> I need never that mind, money. I'm going to do
0: it." And then and then like he's like, "What if instead we got engaged?" <laughs> Ooh. And she's like, but for fake, right? But <laughs> for like, fake. Yeah, totally for fake. Because I don't find you attractive. No. I don't find you attractive and you hate me. It's for fake. <laughs> yeah. So that's the first one. Okay. <laughs> they they're, It's fake dating. It's so good.
1: And I love fake dating so much. It. It's so
0: fun. It's so, this one was fun because it was like, it wasn't just fake dating. It was like, we're going to fake progress this relationship really fast. He was like, I'm going to fake propose to you. And then what if we just fake got married? What if we just did it? <laughs> and, and she's like. All for publicity, right? Yeah, yeah. and And yeah, anyway, so then the second one is the second brother who is an aspiring professional surfer and he owns a surf shop. Cute. Downtown. And the girl from that one, she owns a bookstore that was her late mother's. Oh, my God. That her father will not let her change anything in the bookstore because he sees it as like an extension of her mother. Uh-huh. And like a, and like not respecting her memory. But everything from the bookstore is like from the 90s. And yeah. like it has yucky carpet and wallpaper that's peeling. It. And a mural outside that's faded and cracking and just like not really like representative of the types of books. And she has all these like dreams about like what she wants to make in a romance bookstore. <sighs> and she wants to open a social Same. media account. <laughs> and Aww. she wants to change the wallpaper and take out the carpets and, and blah, blah, blah. And but she's also like like 30 all these books they're like 30 yeah which i also love um she's like 30 and she's like i've been just like living in my late mother's shadow the business is failing i'm in my 30s and i've never dated anyone what girly and girly pop i've just been like hold up and i need to break out she is the best friend of the main character from the first book, Avery. Oh. She signed the marriage certificate. She was a witness on the marriage certificate okay. along with the other brother. Um and he sort of saw her at the wedding and he was like, <laughs> and
1: "She's cute. I remember her from
0: high school, but she's kind of cute." <laughs> and 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 she's like, "I've always sort of had this thing for Wyatt. Okay. And, and but she's like holding it in. And she's like, here's the thing. I need to learn how to have confidence in myself. I need to learn how to be a hot girl, basically. Yeah. And you know who gets with hot girls all the time?
1: Wyatt. Who probably knows how to do
0: it. (laughs) (gasps) oh my god show me how to be hot and and you know what i found online because i'm really into europop is this really really cringy europop music video that he did for money where he's dressed up as a silly mermaid (gasps) and i could use that as like leverage (laughs) to try to get him to do this for me oh my god so she goes to his surf shop like really early in the morning and she's like i want you to do this for me and he's like that's no no (laughs) and she's like well i found this video of you what do you say to that and and in his mind he's like in his mind he's like i don't really give a shit about that (laughs) i don't really care if everyone knows that but also i'm intrigued so i'm gonna say yes you know what
1: you charmed me (laughs) you
0: know what you charmed me i'm interested now in finding out what's gonna happen with this so you come back here at five tomorrow and we're gonna go surfing and she's like what and he's like yeah and she's like well i the the bookstore doesn't close until six and he's like no 5 a.m 5 a.m i we, we do sunrise swimming every day hot <laughs> it's the sunrise surfing and essentially he teaches her how to surf and is like trying to instill her with confidence because he's like there's nothing wrong with the way you look like there's nothing wrong with your like sweaters and and stuff like that shut up and she's like she 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 just needs the confidence and (laughs) my god and then her dad like goes out of town to to house sit for her uncle for like a month and in that time he like starts to encourage her like listen if you want to do this stuff with the store he hasn't really been involved in the store this whole time you're trying to save the business at this point just do it you want you want my help ripping up the carpet
1: Oh my god. Do you want
0: my help painting the walls? He's not supposed to do that. Brings his brother in to like, th- they're oh like, we god. have, we have right, all this Right, they have
1: a construction business. Right, we have
0: all this hardwood floor from a from a project that they decided they didn't like the color or something, so we just have had it laying around. We can just use it. And, like, she commissions a new mural, and and she, like. He's, like, getting involved
1: with things that he doesn't need to be involved in. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. In. He's, like, getting involved in it, but it's also, like, building her confidence, and they're just, like, falling <laughs> your love, and it's so cute. <laughs> that one's probably Probably my favorite of the four. Okay. Um. The third one is a grumpy sunshine. <gasps> the third one and the fourth one are both grumpy sunshine, but they're like... Reversed? Yeah. Okay. In the fourth one, the girl is the grumpy one. Oh, I love and it. And I love that. I love it so, <laughs> so much. so cute. The third one, In Your Dreams, Holden Roads, is... This girl comes to town who grew up there, but she moved to the city since then. Okay, she comes back because her aunt passed away, and she's sort of dealing with all that stuff. Um, her aunt owned a B and B in the town. Okay, and this girl's an interior designer and an artist, and she's just like she. They go to the the will reading and it's her and Holden Rhodes, which is the construction brother, the third one, and he's very grumpy. He's, he's sort of, like, a lonely kind of grumpy, like, he doesn't really get along with a lot of people, but he also, like, desperately craves to love and be loved, and is, like, very jealous of his two older brothers who, like, have these wives now, And, and so... She comes to town. They go to the will reading. He's at the will reading as well because he worked very closely with her aunt and like did all these projects for her and was like really close with her. Um, Turns out the aunt left the B&B to both of them (gasps)
1: 50-50.
0: Which she wasn't expecting to get any part of the B&B. She thought it was going to go to her parents or something. But no, the aunt left it to her and Holden. Oh my god. Together so business
1: partners. So,
0: but she's got like a money problem because she got into a relationship with this guy who sort of took advantage of her and like progressed the relationship to the point where they had a joint bank account and then encouraged her to open her own um like interior design firm, so she got a business loan, and then he stole the business loan. Oh my god. A $200,000 business loan. Stolen. Oh stole it. my god. And then, like, fucked off to Costa Rica or something. Oh my god. And so she is now $200,000 in debt, and she can't even open that business now. Because she doesn't have the money. Yeah. And she's like, trying to figure out how to get out of this, and she's like, well... I'm not going to stay here anyway. There's not really any point in me keeping the B&B. Like, what if you just buy me out for like $200,000? And he's like, $200,000 is really low for even half of that B&B what's going on here Mm. and he's like no (laughs) and she's like no but why won't you just do it like it's a really good deal and he's like yeah it's too good of a deal it's suspicious that you're offering it (laughs) like what's going on what do you need and she's like nothing and she won't tell him oh my god and and then he they had sort of like a strained relationship growing up when they met as teenagers because he has always been kind of grumpy. Yeah. And like he avoided her a lot and was kind of like rude to her and <gasps> like sprayed water on her magazines when she like got up oh my to like God. I'd left them on the porch. But like he reveals later he's like, she's like, why were you so mean to me when we were teenagers? And he was like, well, you were gorgeous and I didn't know how to handle that. And she's like, well why'd you why'd you hose over all my magazines he was like those magazines were so mean and they were teaching you to hate yourself (gasps) and that's why he was doing stuff like that at like 15 (laughs) and and so and so she's like fine you seem like you really want to settle down like that's like your thing that you want to do and that's great you know what you're so grumpy, you're never going to get anyone unless you get out there. I will be your little, like, love guru, like, <gasps> matchmaker. I'll
1: show you the ropes. Yeah,
0: and I'll, like, take you on practice dates and, like, bring you to singles Oh, my God. <laughs> it's
1: so cute.
0: It's so cute. All of these stupid brothers are so cute for different reasons. And then the last one, the brother is, like sort of like golden retriever obsessed with this girl from the very beginning because this is a second the last one's a second chance romance oh where my they god they sort of dated for a little bit at the end of high school like they were really 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 close friends to lovers they like dated for a little bit and then something happened and it fell apart and then he went off and he's like fighting fires like fighting forest fires he's and a stuff fire, he's a fire, fire, fire. fighter he's firefighter. Uh. <laughs> he's a firefighter he's a firefighter okay and she's working on her phd in like forest like forest state what's forestry forestry is that the word i'm looking for oh anyway. i don't know um she's working on her phd and she, she's an academic
1: she's an academic oh my god she
0: she works at the bar that her dad owns while she's working on her PhD and her thesis that she's been working on for ages and now like there's a really strict deadline that now has to be made um, or else she's basically dropped from her PhD program because she's been working on this thesis for so long. Yeah. Is trying to find this flower that used to live in their area um, but was said to go extinct but she has this theory that it didn't go extinct it just migrated up. Is she a stream. botanist? I want to say it's like forestry or something like that. Okay, feels like the study of like trees and yeah, like the woods and stuff. Okay, and and but like the science of it, I don't know. (laughs) Get in the comments. I don't remember botany being the word. Okay. Um. But anyway, she believes that that this flower is not gone because. She saw one floating down the stream. Sylvology? I don't know. No, it's definitely not that. Ecology? Maybe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, um, not important. Not important. She saw this flower coming down the stream Um, at one point when she was like in high school. And nobody in the town believes her. Her professor her advisor doesn't really believe her because she's been looking for it so long and she's not been able to find it like no one believes that she's going to be actually be able to find this but Finn believes her because he was with her when she saw the flower and she goes on these hiking trips all the time up in the mountains trying to find this flower at the beginning of the story Um, she sort of, she loses her cell reception. There's, there was like a lot of rain, so the stream like flooded and she couldn't get past the part of the trail that she needed to get to. She, she ended up camping there overnight. Now her friend was like, if I don't hear by you, uh, from you by a certain time tonight, I'm calling emergency services. Yeah. So she gets emergency services called on her apparently again, and they come find her in the woods and it's Finn because oh, <laughs> no. he's back in town and she's like him. no and then and then the town has like a town hall meeting and they're like listen not to corner you but to corner you but um you can't go hiking in the woods alone anymore because you're using a lot of like town resources and money with these like um like rescue missions <laughs> and she's like I'm always fine and they're like they're yeah but so, you can't go alone anymore and Finn so is like sad. I'll go with you <gasps> And she's like, no. And he's like, someone's got to go with you. Somebody's got to go with you. And he has come back to town specifically because he's like, she was the best thing I ever had, and I've been avoiding her for so long. And I need to fix this because I, after seeing my brothers, all this stuff that they've been through, I'm realizing definitively that. I will never have happiness if I don't have her. Oh my God. So he has come back to town with the explicit mission (gasps) of getting her back. And she's like, fuck you. (laughs) But also maybe a little bit. (laughs) And and she's like, you know what? Fine. We are trying to get back together. And I'm going to give it a real try. Except she's trying to like how to lose a guy in 10 days him and like make him. Oh my God. So... (laughs) All four of these brothers have big dicks and like to eat pussy. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. All four of them have a big dick and they all like to eat pussy. Get in there. And this is not just like a one sex scene situation. This is a lot of situations. And they're all good. (laughs) (laughs) And... Um Highly recommend. Great beach reads. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great beach reads. The vibes of, like, them and, like, this small little, like, beach town. Oh, my God. In Canada. Like, so right for sitting along the shore. So good. There were not really any, like, really low reviews. There was one, but it wasn't really... Of any consequence, they did. J- it was about the second one. They were like, I hate the like the girls trying to get lessons on how to be hot trope, like it's pass on it. And it's like, okay, so you don't like that trope, so so this is not the book for, so for this you. This isn't the book for, for you, for you. So, for you, this wasn't written for you, yeah, wasn't for you. And that's fine, that's fine. If you don't like that trope, that's fine. I get that, but also like this was not like that book was not. I can hear the pregnancy breathing. Yeah. In real time, you and sound I know like you're struggling. I know that when I go to edit this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> be like smashing my head against the wall at like my lack of lung
1: capacity. Listen, please you're understand doing great.
0: that as we are recording this, I am 35 weeks pregnant. <laughs> So, and
1: her baby is fully kicking her in the, ribs and, in the doing, ribs and doing yoga poses as far up into her lungs. This as she baby is doing
0: sun salutations in my uterus and <laughs> it's a lot. So if I can't breathe sometimes, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, this the the execution of this trope in this particular book was not like we take off her glasses and suddenly, and suddenly she's, she's hot, beautiful yeah. and like suddenly I'm attracted to her. It's like it's making her- I have been attracted to her since a while ago, a-, a while ago, but especially since the wedding and she was just being herself then and she comes to me be- and being like, I want to be a hot girl. And I'm like, what? What? You are hot. You You are are hot hot girl. You are hot. I think I understand what you're saying, but there's also nothing wrong with the way that you are. You just Mm -hmm. need confidence. Yeah. And she has not had someone close enough to help her build that confidence. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. Before. So he's like, I'll do it. Don't worry about it, guys. I'll take the bullet. I'll take one for the team. <laughs> and and I'll do it. And I'll teach her how to surf. And, um, oh God. I'll teach her how to surf and then she'll get like, good enough at it like at the small waves that she'll be like oh I want to try a big wave and he's like okay and then she like gets really knocked out and like hits the bottom and like cuts open her forehead and he's like goes absolutely feral and like takes her to the hospital and he's like she's hurt and she's like I'm fine (laughs) oh my god I love it when they go feral (laughs) Oh my god. They were all so cute. Um, at least two of the four of them does not have a third act breakup. One of them has a brief one, but it's very brief. It's like the argument happens and then one of them gets home and is like, I was wrong there. Yeah. (laughs) I was wrong there. I'm gonna go fix it. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, yeah. One of them is a little bit more complicated than that. But, Anywho, they're all oh super God. good. Okay. They're all super good. All right. So like, me. they're all four solid four peppers, solid at four. least four peppers. Okay. Some of them probably pop up a, a couple decimal points. Okay. <laughs> they're pretty really spicy. They take, you know, 30, 40% before you start to get into spice. Yeah. Some longer than others. Um, but. Once you get to spice happening, spice is happening quite often,
1: mm. and the, and
0: the dirty talk that's happening.
1: Oh my god, the dirty talk! The dirty talk that's happening
0: is happening, and mm, yeah, and you know, four it's four stars. Great beach reads. Great. Don't have to read. I didn't read them in order. No, it's okay. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I feel like it's not super essential. No, no. With little contemporary romance like series like this, yeah. it's like, what is it spoiling? Is it spoiling that like they didn't like each other at first and now they're married? Yeah. Go back and read it, and
1: and you're not you're not really. I missing did that out with. I d- I did that with. Um, uh, uh, it happened one summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read the second one first. Oh,
0: that's silly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. No,
0: I think it just seems silly to me because I did read them in order and I feel like there was a lot of
1: context. I didn't find it to be that big yeah. of a deal. It's, it was like yeah. Piper moved to the big city, yeah. started a bar. They're usually like... She and, she and her... Contemporary romance writers, I feel like, are usually really
0: good about giving you enough of the gist of what happened in the previous book yeah. that you don't need to read the previous book yeah but like especially those two i feel like they go together so good yeah i mean they go together so good but i can see how you would be able to read them separately and it wouldn't matter (laughs) or in the wrong order and it wouldn't super matter it didn't change it's not going to spoil your experience of reading the first one right um is the point anyway Uh, Those are also great beach reads. I read those last year at the beach. (laughs) I'm really really
1: excited to read, um, Unfortunately Yours, her new one that's out. yeah, 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 yeah. Now, that one I think is a sequel, but I don't know if I've read the other one. I'm not sure. Well, anyway, well, look at us in our contemporary romance books. Look at us! My goodness. Not a
0: single dragon in sight this week.
1: No dragons. Not a single dragon. But quite a bit of dragon-sized dicks, apparently according to some of these brothers
0: <laughs> you know they got good jeans i guess <laughs> these these canadian white boys got some good jeans. Who,
1: who knew who knew who knew the can- canadians well that's great um now in terms of mouthfeel mm. how in terms of mouthfeel how was um spoiler alert yes ooh um this is fully like I've got two vibes. Okay. I'm going to say this is fully like that first date feeling of meeting someone and falling in love with someone. Starting off in like, starting off by like messaging them. Mm -hmm. I would say in like the old way, like we did back in the early 2000s of like AIM and right maybe texting um and that those like heart flutters that you would get yeah. when they would write something cute and then just the little heart flutters you would get when you actually like meet them in person <laughs> and like go get donuts or something yeah and just like slowly getting to know them and their personality and their walk and like I don't know just like that feeling of like falling in love for the first time with someone and all of those feelings that those little those little moments of like seeing what they order at at the coffee shop and like making a mental note and like yeah yeah, those little heart flutters that's That's what cute and then they crush your soul (laughs) (laughs) and then you fuck (laughs) and then they fuck Anyway. (laughs) The the Queens
0: Cove series, in terms of mouthfeel, is like, you are, it's like you're sitting on a, not a private beach, but like a secret one, like Mm -hmm. one that a lot of people don't know about.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's sunset, and you know, you smell the salt air, and you're just like sitting in the cool sand, like in your clothes, Mm -hmm. and just like feeling very... Content and cozy, and like, do you know that like you know that like one with nature feeling when you're like alone on a beach? Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: like you know, I am beach.
1: Yeah, I
0: am beach. <laughs> I am a naiad. I be- I feel the, the dolphins
1: s- are gonna show up I any feel minute. Feel the
0: <laughs> spirit of the of beach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my job is my job is beach, job is beach. <laughs> <laughs> and you do it so well and it's
0: that mm-hmm. and um and then uh someone comes and sits next to you and like puts their arm around you and hands you a s'more
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's the mouthfeel
1: <laughs> I love it. Isn't that great? <laughs> These brothers. So... Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me. Find Can you. One. What's your favorite one again? <sighs> okay. Who's your favorite brother? My favorite one is
0: probably Wyatt. Which the is surfer? the surfer one. <sighs> They're all good
1: though. They're all so good. He calls her bookworm. Shut up. Stop, Stop it. What's he... <laughs> me? Like I am. But like. Uh... Oh, there's also a gra- this. I think
0: I sent you guys a screenshot of of this line where he where they're like talking about um, sh- how she wants to make it a romance bookshop. and then I think Holden says something like sort of shady about romance books, and then Wyatt like cuts him a look. Romance makes people happy. Things aren't dumb just because women like them. <gasps> Period. 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 King. Period. King. Barbie Summer. Thank you. <laughs> So good. Thank you. So cute. Very cute. Well, yeah, uh, those were really great wrecks. Um,
1: yeah. If I do say so myself.
0: Yeah. If I do say so myself, we're so good at recommending books.
1: We are so good at it.
0: Yeah. Um, this is going to be a long episode, but I I'm you- sure we're going to cut out a lot of that. Probably. <laughs> we, we, we did a lot of vamping. But thank you guys so much for coming to our podcast today. I
1: hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, just, you know... Friendly reminder, don't forget to charge your vibrator, guys. Don't
0: forget to charge your vibrator. It's so important.
1: Love you. Thanks for listening to our show for more content from us follow us on tiktok and instagram at a podcast of smut and dragons if you want to follow either of us individually you can find me maggie on instagram and tiktok at Tea with margaret and jillian on instagram and tiktok at jillian kishlin art leave us a comment and say hi guys we would love to hear from you and hear about your thoughts on the books we've read Also, please be lovely and leave us a little sassy review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us we sound nice. That's all for now, babes. See you in two weeks for our next episode. Okay, scram. Love ya.